Cole's our fact checker, kind of like Jamie on the Joe Rogan show, so he can jump on and if we talk shit, he can look it up and make sure we're actually legit. I don't have any facts. I mean, Marty's not wrong. He's not. And there we go. Don't Google that, Cole. Don't fact check that. <laughs> Jesus, sorry. Imagine the Google browser on the. Res- oh, Jesus. <laughs> Is he looking at? Was he looking it up? Yeah. <laughs> You're listening to the Bent Motorsports podcast with the owner of Bent Motorsports, David Beckett, and his crew, Jacob Hunsinger, James Hernandez, and Jake Russo. Listen in as the guys discuss all things motorsports, including tech tips and current shop projects. So we're doing a, uh, this podcast is going to be a little bit uh, funky because it's not the normal crew. Uh, Both Jakes are busy. Um, And we just went to Holcomb Creek last weekend, but Ken was out of town, but we've got Ken here. Jake was at Holcomb Creek, but he's got something to do tonight, so he's not here. Bill is here, who bought Brian's Jeep. So Brian was at Holcomb Creek, so Bill's here. And then we've got Marty, and uh, so it's just the four of us. And we'll, so we got Marty, Ken, Bill, and myself. No Jakes, no James. And we're going to talk about Holcomb Creek that we were all at, except for Ken, who was in Indiana. No, I was here, but my scouts broke down. Oh, were you here when we did Holcomb? Yeah, when did you I was here Indiana? last weekend, Monday. Oh, Monday. Oh, that's right. But, but the transmission scouts must be done... Well, I didn't get a call today, so I'm assuming Monday, based on my conversation on Tuesday or Wednesday. Yeah, and so that was just pretty much it's grenaded, it's toast. Now, so you had when? How long ago did you have that rebuilt? The first time, like three years ago, to the day, almost to the day, for that matter. Right, and then and then we did Rubicon with it, and it and it gave up on the Rubicon, and you brought it back in and said, "Hey, it needs to be repaired." And it didn't quite get repaired. Well, so, yeah. I didn't, those weren't my words, right? My words is, what were that, hey, there, it leaked. It, it drained all the fluid. And my mistake was, I didn't tell them that, hey, this thing lost all its fluid, 100%. Right. You need to tear it down. Right. And that, that part is on me, I guess. They filled it up, fixed the leak, and that was the end of it. And oh, I see. So, uh, so then, uh, like uh, over the course of the following twelve months, between all the everything that was going on, right? We only put, I don't know, three to five hundred miles on it. Yeah, and then when we get up to the gatekeeper at John Bull a few weekends ago, it reared its ugly head again. Of actually, like, no. So, Bill, I know this is your first time on the podcast, but you need to put that phone on silent, bro. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> as uh, as now now Marty and Ken rapidly reach into their pockets to put their phones on silent. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a bunch of noobs. So, so okay. my my phone doesn't have silence. Yeah, I love those commercials. <laughs> God, those commercials are great. Yes, they do. Everybody has them right up here. So, all right. So, transmission is getting repaired, and then we can go out and actually go wheeling again. Yes, and they uh, they're just uh, transmasters. Transmasters. I gave up on the other shop. Should I badmouth them, or should we not? I don't give a shit. You know, I, I'm not really pleased with Oceanside Transmission. Um, they, as soon as I, oh, you're, as soon as I rolled in and they saw what the Scout is, which was really identical to what it was when they rebuilt it, 
And they said, oh, wow, you really wheeled this thing. <laughs> well, yeah, that, I, I told you that. And they said, well, we don't, we don't give off-road transmissions a warranty at all. So apparently I was lucky to get any warranty. And then so then they were totally backpedaling, just saying, no, no we don't do that. And, yeah, that's too bad. Um, so Transmasters was, they wanted, to, they wanted to upgrade for me. They wanted to bulletproof it. Right. So it's, you know, it's more money than I spent the first time. Right. And but they're going to. He said there was not a shift kit in it, which I kind of asked for in the last time. Which is a bummer. And then uh, were those uh, solenoids in there? There's, if I've got that right, billet solenoids is is an upgrade. He says they crack or something, and so we're doing those. And then they're. Uh, they, he couldn't tell me what they're going to do as far as the uh, torque converter was concerned, but they had to get it opened up so they right. could see what was going on inside. And um, but the crazy thing about that was, he says, you know, when you get a rebuilt, these have all got to be rebuilt, but when you get them back, they're always painted, and mine was not. So, so it gave us a question: hmm. of, Was it ever? Did they rebuild Curious. that, or did they just put that back in there? Which yeah. poses a question like. Well, maybe I just got hosed from the get-go. I think I think it's suspect from day one on that transmission. And let's nobody knows what transmission we're talking about. What transmission does your scout have? So mine's a seventy-one. Came with a Borg Warner, but I swapped in a, a seven twenty-seven torque light. Right, which is in general, if anybody knows those transmissions, those things are pretty pretty bomber. Those things are rad transmissions. Um, so and now Marty, what you had your Jeep? I've got the same transmission you have in your TJ. It's an automatic. What is it? The forty-two RLE or something like that. What did it cost for you to have that rebuilt last year? Four grand. Yeah, see, four grand, right? That's I'm at right at four grand. Oh, Cole, Cole brought up the uh, warranty on. Uh, it says uh, on on Oceanside <laughs> Driveline. <laughs> I was just driving it. <laughs> Isn't everything when you're driving your personal uh, car yeah, personal sure damage? I think where it's does cool. It, say it doesn't cover off-road. Yeah, fine if you can see where it doesn't cover off-roading. Well, let's be clear. I mean, in, in their defense in this situation, right, I was out of warranty. Well, you were just I was there. a year out of warranty. No, yeah. the, but the issue was it was a, their warranty was uh, two years, 24,000 miles. I had 1,500 miles on this transmission. And right, it, and right, and, and 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 what and it the left bigger me, question and it left is me stranded, right, eight hundred miles or so into it. Yeah, the bigger question is is why did you ask for a shift kit and a rebuilt torque converter and you didn't get those things, right? Right. So either there is a lack, a miscommunication right from the beginning all the way to the end of that relationship, but whatever. I mean that that. Well, it leaked, right? They first off, it. I mean, it leaked from the time I brought it home, and right. I took it back. And um, they claimed it was an oil pan. So I bought a new oil pan and took it back to them for them to put that on, right? Well, that's not what the leak ever was. And um, so then, you know, because I, so I brought it home after that. It was still leaking. I took the pan off myself to see what am I dealing with. And that's just not where the leak was. It was up on the side of the cape. And international guys, and I, I wish I could quote the, the proper spec, but I can't. I, I ran into some guys, a uh, group of guys from Scouts West at uh, TDS in uh, this year, in 2020, and they said, oh, yeah, and they rattled off immediately what it was that was the problem up on the side of the case. And um, 
interesting part about that was, and I couldn't tell you the name, but that didn't seem to coincide with what the notes were that they actually put on the invoice right. when they did the repair. Yeah, and <coughs> and but, it, which is and not what they told me though either. Right, and now in I'm you know just being the guy who owns a shop and does repairs, we all understand that shit happens. We all understand that sometimes things don't work out, um, but it just seems like to me from from the very beginning of this relationship you've had with them is it's it's not gone as good as it could have. So I'm glad that we're trying Transmasters out in ESCO. We're going to see what they can do. I know that those guys race Jeep Speed Jeeps, so they kind of get the off-road world. They understand it um, maybe a little better than the other shop, um, and they can give you a better transmission. And uh, also knowing the full history, right, the story that you've told just us now, you've told them, so they're, they kind of got to... They kind of got to step it up, and they were willing to. They were, they didn't turn you away. They said, "Yep, we can do better." That's what they said, and it was, you know, hey, th- there's not. I think their warranty is twelve months, twelve thousand miles, or something like that. Yeah. Which, you know, I'm not going to put twelve thousand miles on it a year. It's not going to. It's not going to be anywhere close to that. But his comment to me the whole time was, "I don't want this to happen to you again." Right. So for us to 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 give you that sense of security, here's what we're recommending. I couldn't tell him no when he told me, hey, here's the upgrades you want to do. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's absolutely. 800 and some dollars in, in parts and upgrades. And I'm like, ah, yeah, really? but see, think about I got to do though. this all over again. <laughs> but think about it, though. You're getting a $4,000 transmission rebuild, and you're going to get all those upgrades, whereas Marty got a stock transmission rebuild for that same price. And I've got to do my transmission now, and I'm bringing it to Transmasters, and they're going to do my transmission. It's going to be the same price, and all I'm getting to get is a stock transmission. But I'm going to have them do upgrades on mine, so I'm going to spend a lot more. So I'll probably I'll probably be in the five thousand dollar range, but yeah. But yours is a more recent transmission. Shouldn't it be a little bit cheaper? It's got electronics in it, right? Yeah. So that stuff's more expensive. And and I'm going to put in a crawler gear on the tail housing. So I'm going to put a Ruby crawler on it. That's a sixteen hundred dollar upgrade. So I'll have to add that to the. That's list. not really part of the transmission rebuild. That's an no, add-on. That's an add-on for sure. Yeah. But Th- that's external, right? It, yeah, you replace the tail housing and put that on. Yeah. Gives me an extra 272 crawler right there. So I'll extra finally. 272. Yeah, so I'll finally get to 100 to 1. Finally. <laughs> Dude, I off road with you guys. I did the Rubicon with you, and my Jeep has only got a 35 to 1 crawl ratio. Um, I think I was I'm close to 50 to 1 in the Scout. Yeah. Rubicon, stock Rubicons, and the JKs, right? The new J, the JLs yeah. are 100, 98 to 1 or something like that. 95 the to sticks, 1. The sticks, the manuals. Oh, the manuals, yeah. Yeah, the JKs are 52 to 1, I believe. Yeah, but no. then the well, JKs. JK, yeah. JK yes. yes. But then the uh, – but then Because the automatic, I think, is around, if I remember correctly, 70 like 77. Yeah. But still, I mean, I'm at like 38. Jeez, come on, man. 50 <laughs> would be wonderful. That's why you got to cover that brake all the time. This is why my brakes are smoked every time we go out because I'm always covering the brake trying not to hump because i got to give it so much gas to get over the rock. Whatever. That's all getting fixed. We're going to get all that fixed, and uh, it's going to be much better. I'm really wishing though that I would have just done the LS swap with a either a four oh, L yeah, eighty or a six L eighty. Cole pulled it up for us. It's a seventy seven point two to one. Yeah. On the Rubicon with a four ten uh gears in it. Seventy seven point two to one. Thanks, Cole. So now let's talk about Holcomb. We just did Holcomb. So so Bill has purchased Brian's Jeep and got to go out and do Holcomb for the first time. So we thought we'd take him out. I know Holcomb's a black diamond run, but it's it's a very easy black diamond run. Gate, if you drive that gatekeeper and you don't bypass it, right? I mean, yeah. you go on the right-hand side, you can bypass it. You drive on the left-hand side, it's hardcore. I thought this time it was way easier. The gatekeeper was 
the gatekeeper was a piece of cake. The hardest but part this time was the left side of the river crossing thing. Yeah. Uh, actually, both That's what sides. you might be thinking of. Uh, is that at the first left? I think so. Down? You come down and you do like a left. And, and then there was, uh, there was a uh, really interesting... Uh, um, Brand new hole in the hill going yeah, there's Yeah, there's a steep uphill portion oh, that yeah. had two huge ruts in it. And they Gnarly. were off-centered ruts, right? So you go this way, then that way. And the right side rut was four feet vertical that you got to put a tire on and just go up it and of course i slid into the wall and then just kept on the gas and with blockers i get up it right todd was the only one who didn't make it but todd uh todd, ended up todd wrecked the left side and then made it easier to go up afterwards so yeah yeah could go exactly. left afterwards so, so todd tried so many times trying to stay left to get up it that he burned out like the steepness of the left side and then he just winched out and then everybody else came and just drove right up the left side like it was not even there <laughs> And I'm like, like for the stock, uh, the stock TJ, he, he that was he, gnarly. Dude. Yeah. That was, but so, he, he made it. He went for he it. He made man. it. He was an animal. So the oh stock TJ was a Rubicon, so he could lock the front and rear. So he went on the left side, and he went up it. He just did a Jeep wave with his left tire about five feet in the air, and he made it, though. Yeah, it was, he was awesome. He was leaned over so far. So far. It looked right. I want to see that. Somebody got video on Maybe Sally got video. I think Sally something. got video of it. I hope she did. I actually pulled up YouTube videos. I like I was looking for recent videos. I wanted to see what it looked like a week ago, a month ago. I wanted to see if anybody had all these issues on it, and uh, I found one that was maybe two or three weeks ago. And you could tell. I mean, you could see it. it didn't look as bad as what we went through, but it was it was still pretty gnarly. Yeah. So Ken, so also picture this: that we're going up a very steep hill, and it's rutted out like that. And both ruts are full of mud and water. Yeah. And you're having to throw big, giant, like, log. chunks of log in there to get your tires up out of the mud. Right after a creek crossing? A it was a small creek crossing. Yeah. It wasn't anything. Yeah, it wasn't one it of was the big. It was probably, you know, 70 yards after that. But you're going, you're a good way up the hill, and then all of a it sudden this thing shows up so on you. Water. I don't know if it's underground water just coming up. It, it wasn't a, a rock garden creek call. It, it was just, it was a, a creek crossing. It was just a dirt road. Yeah. How did you remember where, uh, where Brian was standing on his, on his oil pan skid plate the yeah. last time we did it? Yeah. Yes. So how'd Bill do through that section? We took Bill through the right side of that section and we all went through the left side. Well, the stock, uh, the, the Stevenson's, the stock Ruby and Bill went to the right. And the rest of us went to the left. Um, and Bill did fine through there. I mean, that we all know that Jeep can do it. It's just a matter of spotting Bill and showing him the line. Yeah, Russo spotted him, right? Russo. No, no, no Russo gonna... did not spot me. Russo spotted Todd. Oh, that's right. That's why You're Todd right. was humping that rock yeah. for a half Todd, hour. Yeah. <laughs> Todd, Todd got a, hung up on a – it was like perfect right in the middle of like his, his transmission yeah. skid, Ooh. you know. I mean, like just – he was, was turtling. Awesome. He was turtling. He couldn't move. It was pretty funny. And then Russo went over to grab a rock, and everybody yelled, no. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Break another finger off. Don't grab another rock. Did you make him winch? No, he finally got out. We stacked some rocks under yeah. one of the tires, and it popped him off. So it was good. It was it was a fun day. That was a really nice uh, trail, good weather that day. Saw a deer, saw a bobcat. Well, you did. Lots of you were no in the front. No late <laughs> night. No, no, we were airing up at 2.30, yeah. down bottom of the mountain by 3, home by dinner. Nice <laughs> little, yeah. It took it took what 
about an hour, over an hour to get down the mountain just because of the traffic. It was kind of. Yeah, so we went on Sunday, right? Because Trish never gets to go, right? So we changed it to Sunday, and we went on, and all the way up there, it was like, oh man, there's no traffic. This is sweet. Sunday's the day to go. And then you're leaving the mountain at three going, wait, everybody who was up yeah. here for the weekend, Arrowhead, Big Bear, everything, they're all trying to leave. And at the bottom, they got that stupid bridge construction, so it's one-way yeah. traffic. So that little traffic light lets like 10 cars through and then turns red. So we were literally backed up the mountain five, six switchbacks. I mean, oh, two, three miles up. Yeah, it, it took us a half an hour to get through 45 that. minutes. 45 minutes. It took us 45 minutes to get wow. through that. So that was the only downfall was that part of it. But other than that, it was it was a good day. It was It was fun. I think it'll be nice to go back. And we had 12 rigs yeah. with us. Two more LJs, which was cool. It was fun to see the, the other LJs. They were all Jeeps, though. All Jeeps. Every one of them. <laughs> no Explorers. No Internationals. Thus the early. No, no Toyotas. <laughs> That's why we finished early. <laughs> Just saying. No. Uh, oh, well. My wife gave me the green light to buy a Jeep. Yeah. Why, why, so why are we here? Why aren't we at a dealership? Yeah. Well, this is why that transmission is going to be so good. Is because they're actually going to wrap it around a Jeep. <laughs> no but i didn't have a choice right it still had to be fixed so that's getting fixed and i've been shopping kind of want a jl want to want a billet billet silver metallic i think is what it's called yeah um ideally a jl possibly a jk late model jk uh recon like a recon yeah which is the recon is really the prototype for a jl anyways right it's got the military axles that the come axles. on the jls now yeah. the 216s and 226 axles. right that's why i like those recons so much well and then brian's in the market for a jeep too right i mean he sold his jeep to bill now so we might go look tomorrow yeah you guys Together. can get a hold hands yeah he, or, well maybe or fist fight <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's one there's a lemon law one that he's uh that we've been eyeballing it's been for sale for weeks and uh, no movement on it. Do you know what it got lemon lawed for? Uh, pulls to the right. That's what it says. <laughs> well, and I'm like, I'm like, going, this Jeez. is a no-brainer, man. It pulls to the right. It's it's front axle, it's straight axle. It can't be complicated. Dude, I can fix that. And so, which is my thought, it's it, Brian wants the granite metallic, and so it'd be great not to have the same color. And so, um, this is the color he wants. So I really should kind of yield to him and uh let him go after it whatever but you should you should buy it and then sell it to him <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> there's only i don't remember what year it is it's it's probably a 19 but there's only like 800 miles in the thing and it got lemon lot out i just don't how does that thing get lemon lot after only 800 miles yeah. that customer was pissed brought it back three times in 800 miles for sure the question is, is so brian googled it right and said hey there's three there's three issues Steering stabilizer, uh, there was a frame issue. I don't think it's on the 19s. I think it's just the 18s uh, regarding a like a weak frame weld at the I know where box. it's at. I can weld it for you. No problem. Sure, right? And then the last thing was I think the tie rod. Yeah. And Wasn't that steering box? The stabilizer was backwards? They were putting those things well, on that backwards? Was, yeah, that was the question. Yeah. And but So for me, if it's one of those three items, why in the hell would they lemon lot for that? That's crazy. I think it's just because they have to, right? If the well, customer why, brought why it. Why didn't they fix it? 
Well, th- that's the thing. They fixed yeah, the weld well, the first time. That didn't fix it. Then no, the tie rod that- went bad. So he brought it in for that. Didn't fix the same problem. Then they found out the box was backwards. That's the third time. Lemon law. So if it's an 18 and the technical service bulletin didn't come out yet, right, and the mechanics didn't figure it out and the thing's been sitting in limbo for all this time, then I sort of get it because the mechanics at the dealerships nowadays, they can't diagnose shit. If, if no. it's not, if the, if the manufacturer doesn't tell them what to look for, you don't really get a diagnosis from them. It's like, okay, here's the symptoms. Plug that into the system. If the system doesn't give you an answer, we don't really know what to do. It's true. It's sad, but it's 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 one of those three ring binder. Open it up and follow the flow chart and send it. So, it it's interesting the lemon law thing too because Shelly, my wife's dad, he had a car for five or six years, and over the five or six years, he had brought it in three different times for the air conditioning not working correctly. And on the third time he brought it in, he said, you know, I'm kind of bummed that this is the third time I've done this. And uh, they just went, yep, yeah, we understand. Here's your money, and we'll take the keys, and bye. Lemon law, here you go, bye, go somewhere else. And he was like, uh, what? And they're like, they don't even argue anymore. Like, before, back in the day, you had to threaten, like, hey, I'm going to lemon law you. Now the dealerships have all figured out that don't even argue, don't even try to fix it again, whatever. You win. Here's your money. See ya. We'll we'll sell it tomorrow. It's gone. No, no, no. He went and bought an Acura. They gave him a check, and he went. And he, so it was an Oldsmobile, and they said, "We'll we'll take this back, and you can go pick a new car off the lot, or we'll give you a check for this much." So he took the check and went and bought an Acura. Well, before I bought Brian's Jeep, I was down in San Diego looking at Jeeps that were lemon lawed, and there was one. I'm like, so wh- why was this lemon lawed? He goes, the radio hummed. I'm like, why didn't you replace the radio? He goes, we did three times. He goes, it was just static through the radio, and the guy just couldn't handle it. So we bought it back. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah, it's, they don't even argue anymore. The dealership is not arguing. It's well, easier for them to just set you free and then sell the car to somebody else. Well, because the manufacturer has to buy it back, right? The dealership's not taking a hit. Right, exactly. Right. So what do they care? Why argue? Right. They've clearly got orders from the manufacturer to say, just offer them a new one or give them a check. Quantity game, right? Yeah, because it's one of those Quantity. things. People say, oh, I'm, I'm a lemon law. And then they get a lemon law lawyer. And then the dealership has to, or the do- they at Dodgers, whoever has to pay for a lawyer, and it's more money out. Just yeah. buy the thing back, and we'll sell it on the lot as Lemon Law, and we'll make Darn. more money. Exactly. Because there's a lot of guys like us who go, oh, Radio Hum? Yeah, whatever. I'll take that. <laughs> so $12,000 yeah. off invoice? All right, I'm good. I'll take it. So the one Brian was looking at, he looked at the Carfax report, and it went to auction. Is that? Do you know if that's typical? I believe uh, it went to a dealer, dealer auction. auction. Yeah. Sure. Dealer auction. Um, I mean, so the manufacturer bought brought it ba- bought it back, and then because this one's a NorCal Jeep, and so Carl, it's on some what lots it on. It's not at a, a Jeep dealership. It's at some other lot. I think it happens to be at a Jeep dealership, but yeah. it's and you know Carl Berger down in sure El Cajon or La Mesa or Carl, something like that. Carl Berger. That's the where I looked at it, and when I went there, they had 19 Lemon Law Jeeps. So apparently wow. they're like, hey, this is good for us. So they're bringing. Carburger's bringing them in, and they're, I, I'm sure they're moving them because they keep bringing them in. Because when I went, they literally had 19. Wow. That's pretty rad. A lot of lemon laws happening out there. Apparently. They don't have them all listed for sale, I don't think. 
Well, this was like eight, nine months ago when I was looking. Um, There's only like a couple that fit the parameters I was looking for, but yeah, they, they had tons of them there. I didn't get a lemon law one. As long as they're telling you up front what the lemon law is, then we were all familiar enough with these JKs that we can figure it out, or even the JLs. And I even talked to the to the manager there. I'm like, so this is lemon law. If I buy it and it still has that problem, am I screwed? He goes, no, it's still under warranty. You bring it in, we'll do warranty work on it. It's a warrantied vehicle. He goes, we had the lemon law for that person, but it's under warranty. I'm like, okay. So it yeah. seemed like a really good option to me. Yeah, and I was straight axle. I'm like, what is the problem here? Dealer, why didn't you solve this? I didn't understand. I don't get it. They just didn't They didn't try hard enough. They didn't care, probably. Whatever. Their loss, your gain. So, Not yet. So if you, and G- if you and Brian both go out and get a Jeep, where are we going first? I don't know. The badges go with the Jeep, right? So we've got to redo all the, tra- all the trails. We've got to redo them all again. Although, if I never do Gold Mountain again, it'll be too soon. <laughs> I, I hate Gold Mountain. I mean, can we just drive next to that well, one and check so in? Hard. and then? <laughs> that that, that might have been coming? what I did on the way home. It's just, it's just harsh. I mean, it's just it's so got, rough. It's got the one waterfall at the beginning, and then you're driving through yeah. sharp rocks the rest yeah, of the way, yeah. worrying about yeah, your tires getting cut. I guess I just wasn't worried about it. I mean, because that rock garden... If you if you veer the rock off garden the trail, fun. you veer you veer off the main path. Yeah, you can just pick your own line, and you can have a lot of fun out yeah. there. You veered off the path last time, and I followed you. Shelly's like, "Follow Ken." I'm like, "Okay." And I'm like, "Wait, he's where's he going? <laughs> Son of a bitch!" <laughs> it was fun though. Why is he stuck? <laughs> yeah, it was fun. I, I I liked it. I thought it was really fun. Uh, but yeah, all right. Well, yeah. So we'll just do them all again, right? We got to do them all yeah, again. You but you know what? I don't want to go do them all in the same day. It's so nice getting off the mountain at three. Like it's yes. It was truly nice to go up and just take your time. We even stopped for an hour and had lunch. Like literally, it just relaxing all the way. And then it's, it's just the, five the last of us? couple times. The last couple times we did John Bull, and what did we do? Did we do John Bull before that too? We did mm-hmm. John Bull back to back. Yep. And both of those were late night. Well, because we brought a Ford Explorer both times. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and on the second time, a Ford Explorer and a Tacoma. Yeah, yeah. We t- it took us, I mean, Kevin ate up an easy hour, hour and a half getting him out of that one spot. Um, he chewed up quite a bit of time at the well, gatekeeper, gatekeeper too. Yeah. He chewed up I mean, we were at the gatekeeper for like three hours. Yeah, I know. Yeah, right? I was there a long time watching yeah. you guys. Yeah. Before I drove down watching, the mountain. Watching two or three guys. No, everyone made it through. Well, yeah, oh, yes, point taken, yes. Two or three guys took up the majority of that time, yes. Yeah, we that and that John Bull was silty. It was a it, it was, was a tough trail. You would get on like that, you know. Once you get through the gatekeeper, you do that climb, right? You're climbing, and it's all boulders and stuff, which is cool, right? It's what we want. But all the boulders were covered with silt, and you, you'd pick the line, and then your whole Jeep would just slip off to this side, and now both of your diffs are hung up. You're like, uh, and this time it was everything was wet, so you just slip off the rock. Yep, <laughs> yep. So it was fun, though. I mean, that's what we go for, right? We go to be challenged, and it's neat that it changes, and uh, it was fun. That's cool that it changed. Yeah. I'm kind of surprised that, I mean, your reaction to that gatekeeper was was not, that, that left side was not a hard you line. You could see it. It was like a road. Just follow the road. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It was, we all walked through the gatekeeper at Holcomb. It was no big deal. Hmm. And I told Bill, I'm like, see, no big deal. Yeah. That's the gatekeeper. Because I'll, I'll <laughs> 
I'll tell you right now, I knew that Jeep could do what that Jeep could do. I'd been in that Jeep going going through there, but when you're the one driving, it's it's a, it's a whole different situation when you've yeah. got to pick the line, you've got to you've got to worry about, about What do you think about the Jeep thing now? Are you stoked you bought it or you No, no, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm I'm stoked that I bought it. I can't wait to get it out to the desert this year, do Bradshaw Trail. Do all those trails out there? Get out to some gold mines because Mojave you know, and all that. Yeah, you know, I had the, I have the, cro- I still have the cross track, and I love that thing for going overland. But you know, the road gets a little rough. That thing, that thing's a tripod wizard. So uh, you're on three wheels the whole way, and even on little little obstacles, it, it gets stressful because you're you're tripod and it throws you in weird directions. So, so yeah, this Jeep is a uh, is going to be good way for better. some of those harder trails. Yeah, way better. You'll get to go a lot further out and explore a lot further. Absolutely, and then you know we could take the the cross track and we make that our base camp and and then roll out with the jeep from there so it'll work out yeah no that'll be perfect there's a lot we haven't done calico yeah uh, yeah why don't we do calico, calico? yeah calico. Know. we, we Cal- always go to the jeep badge honor trails which we've all done numerous that's times f- so that's got to be in the fall though right yeah it's the middle drop. of the desert too like right now in summertime there's for us there's what are we going to do we can either drive out of the state and go somewhere else or we got to go north well, the only place that's cool enough to wheel is Big Bear. Right. And everywhere else is just too damn hot. Or too damn far. I mean, next one is Northern California. Although I, I keep hearing, I mean, I've never been to Valley of the Moon. Isn't that south? I don't right know. down by the border or something? Yeah, but once again, that's. I know it's, I know it's hot out hot, there. Hot and crazy. But, but yeah, definitely for a fall or, or winter trip, that would be If they're all Jeeps, time. if they're all modern Jeeps, it's a different question. If I'm bringing the Scout, then that has to be a serious question. Well, right, because, <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? But if you get a Jeep, if you, you and Brian buy new Jeeps, then we've all got air conditioning, then we can, we can do something like that. Or uh, I know we're all going to do Moab next year, right? That's going to be our big one, hopefully. Or is that oh, not? Man. Are we uh, out? Are going, we out? We're going back to the Rubicon, right? right. Carmel's going to have a party. Have, have the party in Utah. I do like again. the Rubicon. The Rubicon was fun. Do you want to do the Rubicon again in your Scout, or do you want to do the Rubicon in a Jeep? Uh, I, 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 assuming that that I get the right Jeep and it's built, I, I would, I would take the Jeep. Yeah, but I could go either way. I mean, yeah. I could go either way. Yeah, doing well, it, I mean, doing it in the Scout and having and succeeding and having it all go smooth would be satisfactory. It would be satisfactory, but as far as I'm concerned, you, you did it. You made it up Cadillac Hill to the viewpoint. No, and I and I agree, but uh, you know, I I chose to drove there, drive there, which which, right? That would have really saved the transmission a lot of abuse if if I would have trailered it. Right. Uh, the three speed doing 65, 70 miles an hour up there was was probably not the most prudent thing to do. Right. Yeah, that probably, probably your eyes. Maybe your eyes come. Yeah, I was it was pretty wiped out, <laughs> man. That's no. a tough 600 miles in an op- open yeah. cockpit. I mean, Jake and I, I mean, I I had my top off too, but I mean, I had air conditioning at least blasting on me that you could feel every once in a while. And uh I but, had the heat going. Yeah, you had the heater on <laughs> so you wouldn't overheat. You know, and then we had our headphones on too so we could talk to each other and we could listen to music and whatnot, but um yeah, I don't know. I would like to do Rubicon again. Bill hasn't done Rubicon. Bill's got to do Rubicon. Yeah, see, Rubicon, Rubicon's got me nervous. Still, Why? Still got me nervous. What, dude? It's Captain Ron, it, man. Yeah, it's going to happen. Absolutely. It's happening out there, man. Absolutely. I'm just going to go. No, see, that's the thing. I'll say right now I'm nervous, 
and I'll be there and I'm nervous, but it's not like I'm here not going to go. Yeah, here's all it is. Okay, remember the, the area where we all went left and you went right on Holcomb? It's just that for 11 miles. Exactly. exactly. You mean the left? Yeah. 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 See, but after got to be John Bull first, though. After watching yeah. Marty go through that one left, I mean, when you go through left, it doesn't really count because you're wheelbase. I followed, I followed you in the third rock garden. Worst decision I've ever made in my life because <laughs> all I did was roll up and over. My short wheelbase dropped me in between three rocks, and I was stuck. But, yeah, I was uh, like, Bill, just go where I go. Wait, but, no, don't do that. But then I watched Marty go through, and Marty, Marty, you can pick some lines. Let me tell you, your line choice is excellent. Thank you. And I, I, I think left would have been easier for me I, I, if I would have went the way, the way Marty went. Because going oh, right, yeah. it, Marty, you had to, you had to turn does. halfway through, and it was, it was pretty gnarly. And Marty doesn't like to get jostled around a lot, so he takes the buttery line. I mean, well, that's a hard line, but he makes it look buttery for some reason. It's, that's, that's called the 200 <laughs> IQ line. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's that atlas he's got. just makes it just he, crawl. Is that what he wants to, he wants to utilize that twin stick. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, right. remember on the Rubicon when you got to yeah. use just the yeah, front? Yeah. You looked, he wait, looked wait, back wait. at me and he goes, Dave, 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 I'm going to use watch. just the front. Watch. watch. And he <laughs> walked it over with the front and then kept going. I was like, oh, that's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's worth fun. it. See, but the, these vehicles are built. They're not. They're not stock, right? They're not open diffs. They are th on 35s. Yeah, absolutely. And locked front and rear. They're so when you put that in comparison to what people used to wheel, the Jeep you have is highly modified at that point, really. Absolutely, for sure. Not, and, not and by today's standards, but by the trail standards. Yeah. I, 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 and I, I think that's what we should consider. I completely consider. understand that. I knew that going in even, even last weekend. I knew that going in. But I still wanted to approach this like a total noob. That way I didn't make stupid mistakes and listen to everybody and just take everything in so I can get as much information as possible. It because, worked out. Because I'm, yeah. I'm really – I'm a noob. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to approach it like that for the next few trails. Well, I think we for sure need to do put Bill on John Bull before we do the Rubicon because that's the closest – that hill, hill climb is the closest thing to getting the experience for hitting up the Rubicon, right? The Rubicon's got bypasses, but it's like we said, don't take those. Though. It no. It was, what's did. the point of going? We don't take those. I took a couple. I don't think I did any Over of them. A, what was it? Little Sluice? Is that the first yeah. one you hit? Yeah, I you took that bypass. And you were, you were going to. I was going to, and then one. Ken and Brian looked at me. <laughs> they looked at me and they talked around the radio like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "Nothing. I was going to do this." <laughs> <laughs> that that one that, that little Sluice. You know, I wish I knew the names, but I didn't pay attention. You guys researched and watched videos, and so you knew the trail so much better than I did by the orientation of the obstacles and everything else. And I'm going, what the hell is Dave doing? What well, is he doing? You built that freaking Jeep, David. Well, let's, let's come on. Let's do this. I feel, okay, I feel bad, and I uh, admit that I should have never had the feeling to go around that, right? I should have never even thought that. But I'm wa I didn't get to see Brian go through, and then I see you go through in the scout and pinball your scout and dent, I think, Three out of the four panels when you went through that thing? No. Bing, 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 bing. No, looked, I did not. Not oh, that Jesus. one. At least looked, two. No, not there. And I'm like, dude, yeah, I ain't doing no. that. Well, I got, no. The, you, so well, let me, again, I, since I don't know the trail by name, right, we're talking about the obstacle where it's an uphill, total slot, yeah. and, and Marty, you went right and went yeah. up the hill. About halfway and, up, you uh, bypass. Blonde, uh, everybody else, you. but and then right. everybody else went uh, around like the trail, way around. Well, Carmel went way around yeah. left. They yeah. went left and up and around. Yeah, so we're talking about the same spot. I didn't get any body damage there. Oh, I thought you did. I, I thought you from did. from my viewpoint, it looked like you hit them all. 
<laughs> and that's why I was like, well, maybe I'll go follow Marty. No, I, and then you guys got on the radio and went, all right, whatever, I'll go through it. And I went through it. So I did it. I, I didn't take any bypasses. I went through them all. Correct. And, and, I, and I should say there's a couple marks on, on the scout, that, and I don't know where they came from. They came from there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, for me, um, I mean, that was really the first pretty difficult obstacle we hit on the Rubicon. Up until then, it was, you know, little yeah. things here and there, the trail. Then you hit this, and you see it, and it's just intimidating. And, and I was like, uh, no. I, know, I don't want to dent yeah. my door. I don't want to, you know. But then you get through it, and then we're like, oh, okay. I get it. I see what we're yeah. doing. I see what we're doing here. But from there on, I mean, you know, it was like, all right. Cool, you know what I didn't like? You know what I didn't like? I didn't like Cadillac Hill. I'm not a big fan of a bunch of really off weird off-camber with shit the, with a huge cliff. Dude, yeah. off-camber, like, I hate off Even <laughs> Look, we, we were on Holcomb Creek, and there's like three stupid little off-camber left turns. Yeah. They're nothing. I mean, yeah. the Jeep hardly pitches at all. Scared the crap out of me yeah, every yeah. time I did every one. I hate it. <laughs> I, I wish Huntsinger was here. Man, he got in the scout. Y- you guys have no idea, right? Because when you start talking off camber. And you're in a leaf spring scout that's oh way man, too high. Way too high. And and the so Little Sluice was difficult, but there was zero pucker factor from the fact of being of there being injury to right. b- to to bo- bodily injury right. right to the to your person it was just could i get over this big rock and around this tree but there were man, I, I think it was earlier i think it was before that and we came over the top of this we crested we crested an obstacle not, not an obstacle we crested the hill and there was a there was like a a left-hand turn down this granite face. Yeah. And you had to traverse it, though. You had to traverse that left parallel with the – Yep. <laughs> right? And uh, the whole time, talk about – She's oh, just leaning the whole time. Oh, the whole time, and I'm going, oh. I, I got to turn left, man. I got to turn down this thing. How far do I have to go across this before I can turn down? And and so I can't – my most uncomfortable memories from that – and I don't know if you guys remember yelling, me yelling at you, going, "Am I gonna tip the fuck over? <laughs> what, what the guys? Tell me what the? Am I gonna tip over? I feel like I'm, I'm on two wheels. I know I'm on two wheels, but am I gonna tip over?" And we're all just sitting there going, "I don't know. It looks good from here. I don't know." <laughs> Fine. <laughs> well, right after you, right after you broke your drive shaft, right after that, there was a little granite. There was the road narrowed, very narrow, to where it was just wide enough for your vehicle, and you could see where they had chiseled out a rock to so you could get by and they didn't chisel a bunch on the left side so you were you had tip sideways like this so you're tipping downhill looking down the hill and keith is spotting me through it and keith's going yeah come on come on and keith being the piece of shit that he is is (laughs) he'd start going and he knew that the jeep was going to hit a little bump and tip rapidly like make a little bounce move and he would go oh and he'd get this like fearful look on his face and then it would scare the shit out of you and then he'd laugh and he'd go i'm just kidding you're like you're a fucking you son of a bitch like i thought i was going to roll down a hill you asshole is that right around that tree right around after right after that tree yeah yeah and then we got past that and then pulled over and, and welded you up yeah that was a gnarly spot oh that was further down yeah Remember well, it, yeah, it had t- like at the, the top, we had the tree. We had to go. You could go right or left around the tree. Yeah. yeah. 
and after and that, you went around that, and I had thing, to go around I, that because I snapped it right there at the tree. You did. Yep, that's where you broke it. Right. They had like the the edge of the trail with yeah. the chain link fence. Yeah, chain link fence holding it up. Yeah. Just trying to hold the the trail together. Yeah. Exudes I, I confidence. I was distracted. I, I didn't notice that. I was oh, yeah, preoccupied. I was gnarly. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, dude, it was fun. I, I would really like to go do it again, and I would like to do it with the uh, with the Ruby crawler, so I have a better crawler gear. Because by day two, my brakes were smoked. I mean, I'd be both feet pulling on the steering wheel, pushing on the brakes, going, up, and then Jake would be spotting me, going, "No, no, no, slow down over this rock." I'm like, "That's going over the rock as fast as it's going over the rock," because I am fully pushed on my brakes and just boom, and that was it. That's every day. I know that's you every day. <laughs> Forget that crap, man. Well, well, we we'll do Rubicon. We got to do Rubicon, but we got to do Moab again, too. But I want to do Moab. Yeah, I think I think I think I think a trip to Utah is, is definitely. It's a that would be a, that would be a good time. You get like four or five. Can we do both? In. Look at Same all this year. money! Look yeah. at all this money I've saved on this COVID. You know, I, I we're not doing anything anymore. Are you making money? Um, a Hawaii trip? No, I don't make money. Trump <laughs> Trump's gonna send me some my more vacation wife does. money. Let's use our neck. Let's use our COVID check and do two trips this year. <laughs> so my issue with Moab is, well, again, I'm I'm. You're gonna have a jeep. You'll be fine. That 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 that's part of the issue, I suppose. Is it's slick rock. Right, so it's not rock crawling. My understanding is is that it's not a lot of rock crawling like the Rubicon. It's slick rock, so it's bitching views. Similar to Sedona. Steep. It yeah. can be off camber. You've got the hot tubs and things like that that are they're not. I mean, if you've got the balls to drive in the hot tub and you got to drive out, it's just it's just steep, right? So either your vehicle can do it or it can't. And yeah, I'm not doing that. But I'm with you on that. But it to me that's a it's you a week now. it's a week long trip. You take the dirt bikes, you take the mountain bikes, and you take a jeep. Yeah, you post right? up at a hotel. Yeah, you do everything. Yep. Right, you got to do all of it. Yeah, that's yeah. It's got to be what's what do they do that spring? Easter Jeep Safari. Right? They do it's, that in spring, it's right? It's uh, spring break. So do we go out? Know. So do we go out there on Easter Jeep Safari week and watch all the crazies go through the bowls, or do we? Do we not give a shit and we go when there's nobody there? Well, it doesn't matter to me. Right? I mean, you might. I, I mean, wanna, it's fun I to watch people. For yeah. Sure, but right. It's, it's fun to watch the crazy it? stuff, but then, yeah. you know, you want to do a trail. I'm not motivated there's to see that, people. those crowds right away. Right. I mean, yeah. one day I want to experience it, but kind of over the crowd. Stuff. Yeah, I'm over doing like TDS. I'm, I'm over that, man. I, I didn't go this last year and it was great. <laughs> <laughs> well, we went to Sedona. We went to Sedona. That's right. And then um, COVID hit and the world ended. So on uh, Holcomb Creek, you, you know that boulder where uh, it's kind of at the top of the the mountain. Uh, it's a little, the trail goes by on the right and uh, off to the left is like a clearing and there's a big boulder. I mean, it's almost a vertical. And you It's can, where I stopped to reflash yeah. my ECU once when I was overheating. Yeah. And you, you wanted to climb the boulder. We did, didn't we? You didn't climb. I don't know. You didn't not, go not up the boulder. Because there was a bypass thing that we did last time I went. We did the little bypass. That's not the same that thing. Same was that the okay. one I skipped and got yelled at? Yeah, yeah. Bill skipped that little bowl. We yelled at him for that. <laughs> look, look. Yeah. I, I talked to my son, and, and I go, did that look like an obstacle? And he goes, well, that would be insane if that was an obstacle. So I, I took his word for it. Yeah, and then and we I said. Got, then five minutes later, I got yelled at. So apparently I skipped something. Yeah, he skipped it. And then he wouldn't drive his Jeep back down to do it. So we really gave him hell for a while. So. <laughs> Welcome to the group. <laughs> anyway, I was going to say, uh, 
you were playing around on it last the time you went when when you were, were uh, overheating and everything. Well, Todd dro- drove up the backside of it, so he's up on top of the rock. He's all Marty, Marty, spot me going down. I don't think so, Todd. I don't think it's a good <laughs> idea. <laughs> but I ended up I started going up it from the front, like up the vertical face, and uh, I had turned on on my phone. I have uh, an app to. Oh yeah, your angle. Yeah. Keep track of your pitch and roll and stuff, and um, and and so started going up that thing. Felt like you were pretty much vertical. Matter of fact, I got up so high, even Todd was like, kind of like, whoa, 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 take it easy, you know, because it's like you're looking a little light, and uh, it was only 26 degrees. Yeah, right. Isn't it crazy? Yeah. In, inside the vehicle, you think I'm gonna die. Like Cole all day long was like, I don't like this. I don't like this. We're too far, and I'm like, it's fine. Like I've learned now that when I like, if I feel like it's too far, we're not even close. Yep. Like, all the wheels are still on the ground. We're not anywhere near. Then you get out and you look at it and you go, why was I so worried about that? Well, that, and that's where the Scout actually has a little bit of benefit because, one, it's a 100-inch wheelbase, and then you've got the overhang in the rear. Yeah. So, you've, you know, where a Jeep's got nothing, right? A, t- a TJ's got nothing in the back. So, going ass over tea kettle is easy. Yeah. Right? It's tough in a Scout. There's a, there's a big wheelie bar back there. Well, that's why I have that little beaver tail on the back of my right, Jeep. Right. I have the little beaver tail and I have the stinger in the front. But I also have my wheelbase is, uh, what is mine, like 102 or something because I got the LJ. So I really like the way, you know, unlike Russo, who's got the wheelbase like Marty, the small wheelbase, right, because it's a two-door. And he doesn't even have a spare tire or anything back there. So Russo's super, you know, tippy, tippy. The wheelbase, LJ, look it up. Look it up. Make sure. I'm pretty sure. Look up uh, two. D- Ninety-five. I yeah, think. look up an 06, 06 Jeep is Unlimited. Jeep wave on that picture? No, there's no wave. No, All right, our fact checkers are already fighting, so uh, this this is not going to go well. And here they go. <laughs> Jeep is spelled. It's G E A P. Two thousand six Unlimited. Todd wanted to come down. I'm like, dude, don't. That's not a good idea. Well, we got to figure out how to schedule a Rubicon and a Moab. Because I agree with the Moab. The Moab isn't going to be something. It's not like a, a you go in here and you come out here three days later. It's, oh, Cole brought up uh, 103.4. That's the LJ? That's my wheelbase, it looks like, according to the. Uh, and then how did you modify it, though? And then a two-door JK, what's that uh, wheelbase? Yeah, because I didn't lengthen or shorten it at all. Oh, really? Yeah, I left it the same. Although I've been thinking about stretching it, but I don't know. I think it works pretty good. Russo's going to stretch his um, another four or five inches, I think. So he's going to get a little bit more. But What's the four-door JK? Is that a, what a, the four-door JK, I think it's 117 or something. Four door 121, I think. Cool, look at it. Four-door JK. What do we got up there? So Bill's is 95.4. That's the two-door JK, 95.4. I think the JLs are one. Do the four-door JK. I think it's like 117 for some reason. I don't know why that maybe number the, rings. Maybe the JT. Let's see. Survey says 116. Wow. Pretty close. That's what I said, 116. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's what you said. <laughs> Is the Gladiator longer? Because maybe that's one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Gladiator. yeah that's probably, that could be a Gladiator. Yeah, look at the Gladiator. They're, they're stupid long. Because I, I was looking at lots of things before Brian got stupid and sold that Jeep to me. Yeah, right? Well, you guys look at all sorts of cool stuff. 
137.3. Good <laughs> golly. Yeah. And it has Plus another three, three yeah. feet of tail over yeah, then, then the tail, tail hanging over, yep. Yeah, well. No, thanks. What's the new Bronco? Of course, you can't get – so here's the deal. So the Bronco you can't get. You can get on a waiting list, right, but you can't get it till 2021. Right. And then Jeep just teased their Hemi yeah. that will come with 35s because everybody's giving Jeep shit about not coming already with the 35-inch mm-hmm. tire. So they're like, well, we're going to just go ahead and release the Hemi with the uh, 35. And Cole brought up a good point because I said, didn't Jeep uh, – oh, yeah, so the base two-door – is 100.4 on the Broncos. See, they're doing, they went basically went and got all the, the perfect off-road specs and said, we're going to hit every off-road spec there is. Well, they took on the two-door, they went, from what I read, they went back to the to the original Bronco, you know, the 66 yeah. Bronco. Which was a 100-inch wheelbase. And it was a 100-inch wheelbase, right? Right. And, and, they, and they measured everything. And so the, the two-door is supposed to match those specs pretty well. Right. Dimension-wise. So now... So now Cole, yeah. so Cole, Cole was telling me earlier because I was saying, when do you think they're really going to bring out the Hemi Jeep? Why haven't they brought out the Hemi Jeep in the past? Is it because they haven't had any competition? There's no need, and this waiting for the Bronco is a perfect opportunity. And uh, didn't they also say Cole that they're going to unleash a new electric Jeep? Right. So, so there is an emissions law that you have to keep, right? So if you put V8s in Jeeps. Where are you going to cut your, your base emissions somewhere else? Well, they're just going to offer an electric Jeep now. So you throw out your Hemi, then you throw out your So then electric. their percentage goes down, and they're, they're meeting all these EPA requirements. So the writing's on the wall. They, they're teasing it for a reason. Yeah. Are they going to limit the V8? Are they going to limit how many, the, the production numbers oh, of the Hemi? So that way they can, they can maintain their, their probably. EPA regulation requirements? That or they figure we've got to make this many electric vehicles and ditch this many V6s, Right. So it could it could totally go that way. All right. Well, anyways, we're we're out of here. I know this was a short podcast. We didn't quite make an hour, but um, it was a it was a fresh crew today, and we want to talk about a little bit of what we did for the last few days. And on the next podcast, we'll let you know about whether or not uh, if Ken and Brian got Jeeps. And also, if you keep listening, we'll let you know where we go next. That way, you can always meet us on the trail and hang out and get into some shenanigans with us. So thanks for listening again, and don't forget to subscribe. Later. This has been the Bent Motorsports Podcast. Thanks for listening in. Be sure to give us a follow on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube at Bent Motorsports. Stay updated on the latest happenings, future projects, videos, and events here at the shop. Remember, guys, at Bent Motorsports, bids in stock, we've got it.